Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. I know, I know He rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe, I believe. Do you believe it? My shame is taken away. My pain is hidden in His name. I believe, I believe.
Well, good morning, church. You can have a seat for just a moment. We're going to cover a few quick announcements. This is it. Who wore the running shoes to church today? Okay, well, that's good. Because, Chris, you and I, we've got a lot to do, man, because this is, this is Easter season, and this officially kicks it off. We are going to be busy all week long getting ready for great ministry, and it starts today. Uh, our Easter services, we're so excited about them, and we want you to bring somebody with you to church next week. So there are no grow groups next week. Say it. No grow groups next week. Okay, you guys are not going to remember that. No grow groups next week. Great. If you come early, you can go and pray in a room, all right? Because we're going to have a great service, but no grow groups. And we've got invitations that we would love for you to take today on our table to invite people to come, rather to our egg hunt on Saturday and to our church service. It's really excited about what our Easter egg hunt, our help, all the things that need to be done, give you our assignments, and then we are going to get it done and be ready by 1030 because 11 o'clock, we're going to have our egg hunt. It's going to be phenomenal. Our kids are going to be leading worship downstairs in the parking lot. It's going to be great. Uh, Miss Jackie's going to share a devotional about Jesus. We're going to give everyone an invitation to come to Sunday morning service. And then we've got 8,000 eggs to pick up on our lawn. Uh, so there'll be a lot of kids. We're all going to be busy picking up plastic eggs and candy. Uh, so you better be praying that a good crew comes in on Saturday. And of course, Sunday, we're going to have a great service. We will have kids ministry next Sunday because the whole goal of Saturday is to connect families with our kids ministry. Well, if they're going to come, we want them to experience kids ministry. So we will have kids ministry next Sunday. A couple other uh, quick things to make mention of. Today, we'd love for you to come and sing with us. Uh, I didn't quite dress like that guy, but I'm, I'm close. Uh, but we're going to have a great time. So if you signed up, we've got a lunch for you after service. And then we're going to go over to Whispering Pines, and we're going to do some singing and some ministry and love on some people today. Amen? Amen. Woo, I like it. We're in a good place today. We've got another great ministry that we'd like you to be a part of. Does anybody here like to bake? Great. Two people are going to be really busy. Um, we need 12 pies. I know, I, Chris, I know you like pies. I need people to make pies because we're doing a special event with our college ministry. I'll be speaking at the college uh, with our Christian ministry over there, our partners. Uh, and so I told Luke, I'm going to bring pies. And so I need a dozen pies by April 12th at 6.30 p.m. That's a Wednesday. So if there are some people that would like to purchase a pie and bring it to the church, or if you'd like to bake a pie and bring it to the church, that would be great. One thing we ask is no peanut butter, no nuts. Because the last thing I want to do is go to the college and kill someone. That, that's not going to be good ministry. I mean, a great opportunity to see the resurrection power of Jesus, but I think we'll skip on that. So uh, I'll talk about it. We don't need to uh, try to apply that. Uh, so if you could make some pies for us, that would be great. And have them here by that Wednesday. I'd really, really appreciate it. Now, this morning is Palm Sunday. And you might be wondering to yourself, what is Palm Sunday all about? Well, let's, let's watch together and see what Palm Sunday is all about. The story of Easter, the triumphal entry. This is Jesus, who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like calming storms, 
and even raised people from the dead. At this time, the Jewish people were celebrating a festival called Passover that had been celebrated since the time of Moses, when God brought his people out of Egypt. So Jesus was going to Jerusalem to celebrate. Jesus and his disciples stopped in the town. You're coming? And Jesus told two of his disciples to go on ahead of them. Eh, okay. He told them to go into a village and that they would see a young donkey that no one had ever ridden. Rock! He told them to untie it and bring it to him. If anyone asks, what are you doing? He told them to just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. Okay, go ahead. So the disciples did what Jesus said and brought him the donkey. A long time ago, before Jesus was even born, God had said that the Savior, the King of Israel, would come to Israel in this way. And now Jesus was doing just as God had said. The news that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem swept through the city. Many heard about all the amazing things he had the Pharisees and real to see Jesus. Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem and the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of him. His followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. The Pharisees were upset. And they told Jesus to stop the people from saying things like that. But Jesus said, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into tears. So the people kept on singing, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered, asking, who is this? And the crowds replied, it's Jesus. And Jesus rode the donkey through the street of Jerusalem to the temple in a triumphal entry, just as God said he would many years before. Whew. That is the story of Palm Sunday. Come on. Do you believe Jesus is here to meet with you today? Yes. Yes. I do too. We're going to dismiss our kids right now with Miss Jackie. You guys are going to go downstairs and worship. And we're about to worship in here. So if you, kids, you are, well, they are gone. Um, and so uh, kids, have a great time with Miss Jackie and worshiping downstairs. The rest of us, can we stand to our feet? Because we're about to ask the Lord. And we're going to ask him to come. And we're going to tell him he is welcome here. Because we came to praise and worship the king today. Amen? Amen. Lord, I realize this week we may have stepped into some things we weren't expecting. God, that in this room there are weights that we've carried into this place. But Lord, in this moment, we lay those things down. The burdens from this last week, the busy week ahead of us, decisions that we have to make, choices. Lord, trying to figure out how to get ourselves through a certain situation that we're facing. We lay those things down because, Lord, you make a way where there is no way. Lord, you move mountains when they need to be moved. Or, Lord, you give us the strength to climb them and overcome them. Lord, you are welcome in this place today. Lord, we lay down our burdens before you and to raise our hands to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, saying, would you come to this place? Would you meet with your people as we lift our voices in praise and worship to you? 
Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, let's worship the Lord together. You ready to sing Hosanna? Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord. Hosanna in the high, give him glory, 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 glory to the King of Kings, glory, glory, glory to the King of Kings, Lord we lift up your name, with eyes full of Hosanna. Hallelujah. We're going to have Robbie lead us in a song. It's called Son of Heaven, which refers to our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Robbie introduced this song last week. He's going to lead us in that today. This is the word here. Living among the meek and lowly, the voice of God is every breath, salvation of the world unfolded. Behold Him, behold Him, lift up your eyes, see the sun. Your eyes see 
some praise today for his goodness give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures how long forever and ever amen let's just pray for a moment for those who aren't with us today uh, that are ill we do have several that have come down sick this week and uh, we just want to pray for them and uplift them and maybe you have needs too uh, I want you to know Jesus cares for you and that he has a way uh, through the trials and the struggles you might be facing today. Lord, we lift up those who aren't with us today that, Lord, are struggling with sickness in their body. Lord, you said that you are the healer. And, Lord, we believe the miraculous healing still happens and takes place today. Lord, we pray for those from the youngest to oldest that you would touch them by your spirit today and you would bring them back to health. Lord, as they rest, may their energy come back to them. May the clarity of their mind be given to them. Lord, we pray as we transition to the preaching of your word today, that, Lord, you would change and transform us. And Lord, there are some things that you're wanting to speak into our lives for us to grab a hold of. And, Lord, your word changes us. Just like a paint uh, will change the color of a wall, Lord, your word can change the color of our heart. Lord, there might be some things that you're wanting us to walk away with today to, Lord, apply to our heart and apply to our minds. 
Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Worship team, thank you so much for your service this morning. Before I start preaching, uh, we've got one last video for you to kind of set the tone for the message. So let's roll that. A thousand years ago, the world saw the original Palm Sunday. On that Palm Sunday, the Lord of heaven and earth entered Jerusalem on a baby donkey. He didn't come to us with power and magnificence, but with meekness and gentleness. On that Palm Sunday, those who sang Hosanna would five days later shout, crucify him. On that Palm Sunday, Jesus turned his face toward Jerusalem where he would endure the most painful and humiliating kind of death, the kind of death that would save the world. Palm Sunday is a reminder of who Jesus is and who we should be as we follow him. Palm Sunday reminds us that the way of Jesus is the way of the donkey, the way of humility, the way of gentleness. Palm Sunday reminds us that it's totally possible to be with Jesus on Sunday, but forsake him on Friday. And Palm Sunday reminds us that Friday is coming. So our three services today, Friday, um, and then Easter Sunday are going to tie into each other. And so my job today is to really get things set up uh, for Friday night, Adrian will be leaving us, leading us in worship, uh, and I'm going to share a devotional with you uh, that I've titled, What About Saturday? Um, and so we'll have a really great time Friday night uh, with us. I hope you'll come out to that service. The key to unlocking the power of God in your life is humility. The power demonst- is the greatest demonstration. It's an example for us. God himself surrendered to death. It's an example for us. There's so many great things that we could learn about Palm Sunday, the first Palm Sunday. Today, our scripture is going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Let's turn there. If you brought your Bibles with you, we'll also have the scriptures on the screens. Jesus comes to Jerusalem. Matthew 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, On the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that were ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, 
Who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. I want to share with you just today three insights. There's so much that we could go down, but just three insights uh, about Palm Sunday and about this first Palm Sunday that we can apply to our life. So insight number one, what Jesus told the disciples. In this case, he told the disciples three very distinct things. The first thing he told them was where to go was where to go. Go to the village ahead of you. Now, what Jesus shares with his disciples, these principles are good for the big things in our life, but they're also meant to be the daily way that we live and the daily way that we pray. Where do we need to go? I love the fact that Jesus knows how to get us where we need to be, when we need to be there better than we do ourselves. Jesus will give us direction. The Holy Spirit will give us direction. If you need to be somewhere, Jesus is going to tell you to be somewhere, but we've got to have our ears open to hear him. And yes, for someone in this room, Jesus might say, I'm going to send you to Tanzania. Probably not today. All right. I don't suggest you go home, sell all your stuff, pack it all up and just get a ticket to go to Tanzania. Probably not the way that that's going to happen. Uh, probably a little slower process than that. But there is some place where God wants to send you all the time. You might be praying, Lord, where do you want me to go today? And on your way home from work, God will impress on you, you know what, you need to stop at the gas station. You need to buy a gallon of milk. And you might tell the Lord, I already got a gallon of milk. But if the Lord tells you to go buy a gallon of milk, you know what you should do? Go buy a gallon of milk. <laughs> Can I tell you how many times my day is interrupted by the flow of the Spirit, and all of a sudden there is a burden to go somewhere that I need to be? I've seen it happen time and time and time again. But we've got to be in an atmosphere of saying to the Lord on a daily basis, Lord, where would you like me to go today? Speak to me if there's some place you want me to be so that I can be there. It's good for the big things, but it's so meant for the little things in our life. So he told them where to go. What else did he tell them? Well, he told them what to do. Thank goodness God doesn't let us. We get into these situations. God's told you need comes that way. But what we often do is we want Jesus to work on our timetable our way. Have you ever been there? You're asking a question of the Lord, and he doesn't want to give you that answer right now. Because what he's saying is you're asking the wrong question. We'll get there in a minute. But this is what Jesus told them to do. At once you will find a donkey tied there uh, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. Direction, what you need to do. On a daily basis, there might be something that God wants you to do. But we've got to be praying. Lord, what is it today that I could do for your kingdom? What is it today you're asking me to do? Is there a special project that you want me to accomplish today? Is there something that you want to speak to me about? God is good about telling us exactly what we need to do when we need to do it. There's a third thing, but before I get there, there's another thing that's not in my notes today. We don't have a slide for it. But it's perhaps the most important thing that I know God loves to speak to people about. And it's who. Jesus loves who questions. Can I tell you that the Spirit is ready to answer your who questions? Like, Lord, who can I encourage today? 
Lord, who can I bless? Who is it that you're going to have me connect with today to benefit my life or for me to benefit theirs? Or maybe a brand new partnership might be formed today. Lord, who do you have for me to connect with today? Who is it that I could call and see if they want to go play disc golf with me or go fishing this weekend? Who, who is it that I could connect with after church today and, and start building a relationship with? Who? I, sometimes we get so tied up in ministry, we think that ministry can only happen if somebody is up front preaching or if somebody is singing. Can I tell you, great ministry happens outside the walls of the church doing life with people. We need to learn how to fellowship how to just do life. Do something fun with somebody. Great ministry can happen. Joe Wiggers, how many times have we had great encounters with God playing disc golf? Because we just are doing life and we start having a conversation. Who does Jesus want you to reach? Can I brag on one of our students today? Yesterday morning, one of our students here at Hillside, they were out having breakfast with their family. When all of a sudden the Spirit spoke, they may not even realize it was the Spirit, but that's what it was. And somebody walked into this restaurant. This young man decided, I want to bless this person. And they walked up to the front and said, I'd like to pay for that man's breakfast. Not only did they do that, but they left a great tip for the waitress as well. Who does Jesus want you to bless? So proud of that young man. God is good, isn't he? I need an illustration for Sunday morning. Jesus knew it. That's all good. The last thing that Jesus told them was this. He will provide provision for the task. When God asks you to do something, when it's a where, a what, a who, God's going to provide. Because look what he says. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. That's all you got to do. The provision will be there, but we've got to step out in obedience. When you feel that maybe the Lord is asking you to do something, now listen, it's going to be within biblical terms, okay? The Bible is our source of truth, all right? So we're not going to step out of that and do something weird uh, or too crazy, but if you feel like the Lord is asking you to do something, all right, well, let's just see. All right, I feel like God wants me to go to the gas station. All right, so go. And sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we have this impression. Sometimes God will use people to put us in the right place. A few weeks ago, my wife asked me, called me up and said, before you come home, can you please go uh, to Dollar General and get something? Great. I walked in. The minute I walked in, I had this feeling. I'm like, oh, I'm on assignment for Jesus today. <laughs> and there was this great big hubbub thing happening. Uh, and these two employees were overwhelmed. And I was able to step into the situation and just bring some clarity and some peace. Because you're on assignment for the king when you've got a relationship with the king. Amen? Amen? So listen, every day, what do we need to be praying for? God, where do you need me today? God, is there something that you need me to do? Is there a what that I need to do today? Lord, is there a who that I can connect with today? And when God speaks to you about any of those three things, I guarantee you he will provide the provision. Amen? Amen. To that young man who bought that 
bought that dinner, I'm going to tell you, God will bless you back tenfold. I have seen it over and over again. Anytime that I've stepped up and done those kind of things, God's always blessed me. It's in some way, maybe it's a check, maybe it's cash, maybe somebody pays for you, but there'll be some type of blessing that comes along because God keeps score. And he goes, you can't outgive me. <laughs> he likes to play that game. He'll bless you when you bless others. Let's be a blessing church, amen? amen. Number two, uh, the ministry of letting go. The ministry of letting go. It's an interesting thing because he tells these two disciples to go. You're going to go grab this colt. You're going to go grab this donkey. Oh, before I go there, I do want to talk to this really quickly. I want to go back. The one question that we always want God to answer is why. Why is this happening to me? Why did this happen? Why did this tragedy happen? Why, why, why? And I'm just going to be honest with you. Very seldom does God ever answer the whys. But you know when whys get answered? Over time. I am so positive of that. I'm almost positive that Jesus didn't like happening. I just don't see, dude, here's the game plan for today. We're going to ride in on a donkey and they're going to worship me. I don't see that happening. I just don't see that in the character. I think he told these disciples, look, I want you to go do this. They were like, okay. We just have learned to trust Jesus. And that needs to be our attitude. When we're in a situation where we don't have the why, we still can pray about the what, the who, the where. And in some cases, we need to pray about the when. Because if God does speak to you about going to Tanzania, there is a timetable which in that has to fall in, all right? Again, don't sell all your stuff today if God's calling you to the mission field. Talk to me. We've got resources, all right? We'll start putting a timetable together. We'll, we'll resource you like crazy, uh, get you in touch with the right people, and figure out a game plan, all right? So don't go bananas. But listen, when it comes to the wise perspective, because why? The Scripture tells us. Afterwards, they were able to look back. Matthew was able to look at it and go, why did we have to get the donkeys? Because it fulfilled scripture and because there was no doubt on the credentials of who Jesus was. But at the time, they would not have realized that. It's not until afterwards perspective. So if you're stuck asking when today, I just want to tell you that answer will come with time whether it's at this plane of existence or when we get to heaven. Some things we'll never know until we get to heaven. And let's just be honest, when we get to heaven, we aren't going to care why <laughs> because we are with the king. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Why is not the most important question for us. Obedience. Let's be obedient. Let's keep asking Jesus questions. All right, number two, the insight of letting go. Here's the thing. Disciples show up, they get this colt, they get the donkey, and then they're like leaving. The guy goes, uh, excuse me, what are you doing with my donkey and colt? They're like, the Lord needs it. Oh, okay. Does anybody find this a little bit weird? Like, let's just put it into perspective. If tomorrow morning, don't you do this to me, okay? I will not be happy. You should, somebody shows up at my house, and they're hot wiring my Toyota, and they're leaving my garage, and I go outside and I go, excuse me? Uh, what are you doing with my car? Uh, Jesus needs your Toyota. I'm going to have some questions. And there's going to be some flashing lights at my house pretty soon. All right? There's going to be some laying on our hands and not in the good way. All right? I mean, I, I think about this. That's what Jesus says. So we've got to kind of read between the lines. The Holy Spirit had to be in work here beforehand. Like, I don't know how, because it's not given to us. Did this guy have a dream the night before? Two guys are going to show up, and they're going to ask for your donkey and colt. They're going to say that Jesus needs them. You're going to go, okay, all right, maybe, maybe. 
But maybe there was just a, a, subtle, a subtle thing that the Holy Spirit was doing, just saying, just be willing to release today. Just be willing to let go. Somehow, this person had to know that when these guys said the Lord needs it, it was okay, that they weren't just crazy out of their minds goofballs. That these aren't just teenagers going for a joyride with their donkey. That somehow they knew they could, it was okay to release. Can I tell you something? We have a hard time in the American church being a part of a ministry of letting go. Our American culture has said to us, get all you can. Take what you can. It's all about possession. It's all about hanging on to things. But Jesus himself said it is better to give than to receive. Jesus was giving all the time. And we get into such a, the American ideal has sunk into the spiritual dynamic of the church so much that we struggle with letting go. Like we can talk about it. We're like, oh, I got to let it go. You got to let, it's hard to do. Come on, let's just get real. And we're wondering sometimes, how come God is not working in some of these situations in my life? How come God is not working in my marriage? How we're holding on to, holding on to relation, you, we've got to learn how to let go. We've got to learn how to let go of some of these things. What are some things that, that God may call us to let go of? Well, I listed out a couple of them here. Sometimes it's possession. Sometimes you've got to let go of something that you own. Sometimes it, it's, it's finances. You, you cling to finances so much, and God's like, hey, be, be a cheerful giver. Loosen up. Let go. Possessions. How about positions? Sometimes the Lord will just say, hey, you got to let go of the position that you're in because I've got something else. you got to let go of what you know to, to just jump into the unknown and see what I can do. you got to let go of a ministry or at least loosen your grip of a ministry because here's the thing. What we really like to hold on to, so many of us, is control. i got to be in control. This is the way it's got to be. And when there's an area in our life that is out of control, there are some of you in here, you will try to control everything else. And you know what? You make everybody miserable when you do it. So stop. Learn how to let go. Learn how to have a ministry of letting go, of loosening your grip. Some of you, you got to loosen a little, your grip on your marriage. And I don't mean like loose, like, hey, I should start seeing somebody else. I'm not talking about that. Stay committed. But some of you, you got to let your spouse go into the hands of God so that God can do what he wants to do. you got to stop trying to control your spouse. you got to let go and let God move in your spouse's life. Amen? There's not enough amens there. Amen? Some of you got to learn how to let your kids go. Our job is to train them up. It's to love on them. That never stops. But there comes points where we have got to let God do what he wants to do. And sometimes that road is rough. But is God in control? What is the most important thing about your kids and your grandkids? That they would come to a relationship with Christ. And sometimes the road to Jesus is a rocky one. We still love them as they go through the bumps. We still let them know we're here. We still do our best to encourage them. But we cannot control our kids. 
We've got to guide them, and then we've got to trust God in the end. So sometimes we've got to let go. We've got to just let go. We've got to let go of labels in our past and for our future. There's so many things. Can I just tell you, Jesus wants you to be excellent in the ministry of letting go and loosening your grip. It doesn't mean that we don't love people less or love things less or don't have passions. What it means is that we are willing to let the Lord move before we do. Let's learn how to loosen our grip and let God move. Last observation for the day. The crowd that worshiped Jesus. This is an interesting one. On Sunday, the crowd was shouting, Hosanna. Did a little biblical research here. And the word Hosanna actually comes out of an Aramaic phrase that originally meant, pray, save us. So in some way, they're saying, save us on Sunday. On Friday, the crowd yelled, crucify him. What a polar opposite position. At this period in time, the city would have been overwhelmed with visitors. Some, I'm sure, just saw other people worshiping and just jumped in. They followed the crowd. Some people, maybe they knew Jesus. Jesus had visited their hometown. They knew who he was. Others had no clue. Some, it may have just been a sense of the spirits in the crowd on Friday. But some who said, holy, holy is the Lord. Some who cried out, this is Jesus. They worshiped him. Some who were crying out, save us on Sunday. We're saying crucify him on Friday. And it would be, it, we could be really critical at this point. I could make a message out of, oh man, you know, you need to be committed. And I could go down that road. I want to go down a different one with you. It's really easy when we're in the moments with Jesus that are good, the moments that we feel blessed, the moments of victory, to look at others in situations that they face and feel somewhat inside, I would never be in their shoes. I would never do that. That would never happen to me. It's easy sometimes to look around our community and see those struggling in sin and go, that would never be me. I'd never let go of Christ. Be careful with those attitudes. Because the man who served Jesus the most, the one most committed disciple, had that exact same attitude and told Jesus to his face, I would never deny you. Yet 12 hours later, less than 12 hours later, would deny him three times. His name was Peter. Be careful, church. Matthew 5 says, but I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven or, it's God, or by God's throne or by the earth for it is, it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white 
or black. All you need to say is simply, let my yes be yes and my no be no. And anything beyond comes from the evil one. Yikes. What's Jesus saying here? What are we to learn? Maybe Joshua 24, 15 says it the best. Choose this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we serve the Lord. I'm not sure what tomorrow brings. I'm not sure what things I'll face in my life. Do I want to be living for Jesus the rest of my life? Absolutely. But by the grace of God, I would be the homeless person on the street. But by the grace of God, I would be the one in a broken marriage and a broken family. I've been blessed. You've been blessed. But we don't know what tomorrow brings. That's why it's important for us to make the choice that we serve Jesus, we choose Jesus daily. I'm a person of vision. I like having vision. I like to have a game plan. I like to think where we're going. We try to plan events and things out at least six months, in some cases as much as a year in advance. We work on these things. But we, with a loose grip, we let God change things. But I don't know what happens tomorrow. This afternoon on the way to singing, I could be hit by a car. I'm going to be with Jesus. I ain't looking back. I'm going to have a great time if that's the case. I'm not looking for that, but if that happens, it's okay. There's a plan next week. If I'm not here, still worship Jesus. It's okay. God's got a different plan than, I, than we had. I don't know what tomorrow brings. But as long as I'm living, my goal is every morning to choose Jesus. As long as I'm living, when I make mistakes, my goal is to make it right. To learn from the things that I do wrong, I hope that if the Lord should tarry that I get to spend the rest of my career worshiping with you whatever God wants not what I want but the only way that happens is if each one of us says daily I'm choosing Jesus we choose him today tomorrow you get up do you choose him the day after you got to choose to choose him that day and then start asking the questions where what? Who? And live in the life Jesus has for you. Church, would you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you today. I think there's nothing better we can do than to give people an opportunity today to accept Christ as their Savior. So would you do this? Would you just maybe bow your head, close your eyes? We're not looking around, and we're just focusing on our life with Jesus. You're not focusing on the person to your right or left or even me up here. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Or do you feel a void there? When I talked about, hey, hearing the Holy Spirit just kind of begin to, to speak to you, that might be foreign to you because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. If you're here this morning and you realize, I need a Savior in my life. I can't, I can't fix the stuff that's broken. I need a Savior who can come into my life and change my life and guide my life and give me direction and give me purpose and change and transform me. If that's you this morning and you need a relationship with Jesus, would you do this? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to pick you out of the crowd. 
Would you just raise your hand as an acknowledgement to Jesus that you need a Savior this morning? Thank you for those hands. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're going to pray. We're going to ask Jesus to forgive us of our sin. We're going to confess that we believe he is Lord. We're going to ask him to come in and change our life. So I'm going to pray this, and if you would pray in your heart, you're going to begin a relationship with Jesus today. Lord, I'm a sinner. I, I need you to come into my life. I'm broken. There are things I cannot fix on my own. Would you come in and would you change and transform my life? I confess to you that I believe you are the Son of God, that you came, that you died, and that you rose again. And Lord, I need you to do something in my life today. Save me. Change me. Help me to start a relationship with you and to build a relationship with other believers so that I can grow. I believe that, Lord, you're saving me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Those hands that went up, you just made a decision to follow Jesus if you prayed that. You're in the right place. So I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do, come back next week, all right? Make a decision every day to follow Jesus. We've got tools and people that will help you in your walk. Uh, So come, get plugged in, be a part of what's going on here. We'd love to see you. Remember, church, Friday, we've got a what, a where, a when. We've even got a how. We're going to have a great service on Good Friday right here at Hillside. We'd love for you to come. Uh, That information's in your bulletin. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., we're going to work our tails off for for a couple hours uh, to be able to bless the kids and families in our community and to share Jesus with them and invite them to come to Easter service. And of course, next Sunday, 10 a.m., we've got worship service right here. Who's excited about Easter? Awesome. Hey, we're going to, if you're staying for lunch today, because you're going to go singing, you signed up, we're going to have lunch for you downstairs. Um, If you didn't sign up, see if we've got enough food. If not, man, run to McDonald's and come back, or or one of the other fast food places, come back. Be a blessing to us. Bar shoes for church where Easter season was really... We made it all about the church family. And that's part of it. But Lord, there are so many in our community that don't know you. How can we not have an Easter season where we are not prioritizing sharing who you are, Lord, in our community? Lord, I pray that every person here would pick up at least one of those postcards on that table. And this week they would pray, Lord, who? Who can I give this to? Who can I invite to come to Easter service or to the egg hunt? Who could you put in my path? And just carry that around with you until God says, this is the person, invite them. We don't have grow groups next week. You have have the ability to be able to pick somebody up and bring them to church with you next Sunday. Would you be praying about who? Who does God have for you to interact with this week? What might God ask you to do to be a blessing to someone, maybe even your family, maybe your spouse, maybe a neighbor? What could you do? Pray, God, is there someplace I need to be this week? And if I need to be there, make it happen. Make sure I'm there when I need to be. Lord, we pray for the power to be able to release things in our life. Lord, like this owner of the donkey and the colt, he released them. Sometimes we... 
We release things for a season. Other times we're supposed to release them forever. But Lord, I know this. You didn't design us to grab a hold and grip so tightly to things that you can't move. Lord, help us to unclench our fists and to raise our hands to you in a sign of surrender. Teach us the ministry of letting go, of a loose grip. And Lord, finally, help us every day to make the decision to choose today you as our Savior and King and to follow you the best we can. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord, we pray over the offering. Lord, bless those who give. May, Lord, what they give, may we be able to do more with it for the kingdom of God than we ever thought possible. Lord, would you use this church to bless this community, to see people saved, transformed, to be an outlet, a light on a hill. Lord, the ability to be a preaching point in our community that preaches the truth. Lord, you're doing great things. You've done great things, and you aren't done doing great things in our lives and in the lives of others. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. amen. You can give to the Lord in the foyer. We've got the giving box out there. We love you guys. We'll see you for all of our Easter events this coming weekend.